We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo sports talk and more. I am Patrick Moran. Thank you very much, as always, for locking in today, whether you're watching this on video, whether you're listening on the audio side. Appreciate you all. Uh, today is Tuesday. Well, when this drops on the audio side, anyway, it is Tuesday. I'm joined by a recurring guest, a good friend of mine, and it has been a while, man. Most of the summer, actually. Joe Yurden. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing good, dude. It's, yeah, it's been a hot minute, man. You know, uh, a whole summer without hockey stuff to talk about. And then, yeah. uh, you know, NFL season kicks in. There's no need to talk to me for that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, although I I am going to be working for the Miami Herald this Sunday. So, uh, are you really? Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, they, they need somebody to write a sidebar for them. And, I'm I'm part of the job squad, man. Pin me, pay me, and I'm in. So, <laughs> so oh, I'll, wow. I'll actually be in the house on Sunday for that one. Although, wow, I, I better study up on the Dolphins. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they score a lot of points. That's, your, <laughs> yes, that's what I understand. <laughs> that's your that's your study up right there. Um, that that's cool though, man. And yeah, it has no. been. Uh, I looked it up. June 11th. So yeah, it's been wow. pretty much the uh the duration of the summer, which technically we're in yeah, fall. We, you didn't even hook up after the draft. Damn. No, well, maybe I did. That's not, that's not even on you. Honest. That's just like a craziness thing, you know? No, you know what? Then I'm wrong because I know we talked after the draft. I remember. So it was after the draft, but it hasn't been since yeah. the draft. Still been a while though, man. Oh, yeah. How was your summer? It was good. It was good, man. Yeah, things are, I mean, you know, it was quiet, which is nice. You know, got to see family, got to mm-hmm. got to get away for a little bit, got to check out the Finger Lakes for for a weekend. So that was kind of hadn't been hadn't been out there in a while. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, it's not not like uh, not like the extravagant summer vacations. Uh, you know, some of the player Sabres players have been talking to have had where they're like, ah, I went to Europe, I went and did this. You know, Darlene went to the Wimbledon final, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I I went to Geneva, <laughs> Switzerland, no, New York. You know, it's <laughs> you know, it's a little different, but yeah, sure. no, it's cool, man. Yeah, that is uh, it's cool. You got to do some traveling. I I didn't do shit this summer, man. <laughs> I I really yeah. didn't. Been working a lot. Like I said, this yeah. podcast is now 
every day during the week. So Monday yeah. through Friday, that's a grind. Not going to complain though, because it is for the most part anyway, uh, a lot of fun and hockey season yeah. is now upon us, which is really cool. We're going to spend some time in just a couple of minutes. I, I got what I think anyway, are the biggest Sabres training camp questions that mm -hmm. need to be answered. So I'll run some of those by you. We'll talk some football, not just Buffalo bills, but also your Detroit lions. You've been a long time fan of them for people. I say this every time Joe is on Joe is a bills watcher, not a bills fan. He's actually, right. you know, a lifelong Detroit lions fan. And they're good, and they're a fun team to watch. So we'll spend some time uh, talking about them as well. Got a couple articles that you put out recently I want to hit on. Before that, though, I so you got to tell me a little bit briefly, at least anyway. I don't want to get into like a deep dive on the on the subject. But there is an app where the skies are blue, man, called yeah. Blue Sky. <laughs> and everybody who's on Twitter knows that shit's going nuts there. Yeah. Uh, you've been on this Blue Sky for a while now because I went on last week just to create an account. Mm -hmm. I'm like... And that just in case the glass, you know, break emergency or whatever, just get yeah. emergency break glass. I'm in that mode right now. So kind of mm -hmm. got my blue sky set up, saw you on there. Um, it's it seems a lot like Twitter, but but it's not yeah. Twitter. Yeah, it's it, it is and it isn't like it was it was started up by, started up by Jack Dorsey, the guy who started Twitter. Uh and you know, oh. as we know, uh, yeah, yeah, no, same guy. It's, wow, might explain why it's really similar. Um uh, yeah, it's it's very similar. There's uh, it, it's a lot like how Twitter was at the at the very 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 beginning of time, uh, back in like 08, 09 when yeah, that was yeah. that was just starting up and um, very simple. Uh, there's there's no DMs, there's no gifts. There's just you know if you put a picture up there, they basically claim rights to it, which is really kind of funny. But hmm. uh, so yeah, so try not to put your own personal photos up there. Also, gonna be like, hey, that's ours, and you're gonna be like, no, it's mine. They're like, well, you. You put it here, buddy. That's on you. Oh but, wow. wow! I lots of places have that snuck into their uh, their their TOS. So like, be careful of that one. But um, like like if you ever tried to shut down Facebook and try to get your pictures off of there, good luck, buddy. Have fun. But uh, it's uh, no, it's it, it's it's good. It's they're working through bugs. It's still kind of in like the beta beta stage. Like it's not wide open. Not everybody can sign up. You still need to get like an invite code from from somebody who's already there. So yeah, I got there one. is that side of it. So it's a little. Yeah, it's a little annoying, but like, I don't know, man, the, the more I keep swatting out ads and the more, you know, the big doofus keeps, you know, shooting his mouth off over a Twitter. It's like, man, time's clock's ticking, dude. Like it's time's coming, but it's, it's pretty similar. We're still working out bugs and trying to get a feel for what the community's going to be over there. And right now it's, 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 don't get me wrong. Blue sky's a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's always some kind of drama going on. And I'm kind of like, what the hell do I walk into here? Like, this is kind of stupid. But, it sounds like, it sounds just like Twitter. It sounds just, just like Facebook though. I mean, really every social media operation has the same nonsense going on with it, but I, I like it. It's a little bit quieter. I like quiet. I'm getting older now, Pat. So quiet is uh, quiet is well sought after, but, um, yeah, lots of lots of the nonsense doesn't uh, hasn't carried over there yet. I'm sure once it opens up wide, that will change dramatically. But um, hopefully, it'll get to that stage because right now, Twitter's Twitter's a bad place to be, man. It's it's bad. You know, I, I'm starting to integrate little by little. Anyway, some of this blue sky. Just time is such a factor. And doing this show every day, and I don't have a producer. You know, I don't have a team mm -hmm. that puts stuff together. Doing the show is fun. Recording with you is fun. Even editing is fun. I don't mind any of that stuff. But a lot of the promotional stuff, uh, mm -hmm. having to go in videos and, and cut out clips and then post them. And now I'm doing it on Instagram. Yeah. I got a TikTok account, 
Facebook, oh, Twitter. Now I'm integrating a lot. Uh, Blue Sky. Look, I agree with you with Twitter, and I don't want to go on this long rant because there's a lot of interesting sports stuff that I want to get to today. But mm-hmm. it's my I could tell it's Miami week already. It, we're taping this, oh, so man. this is dropping Tuesday. It's Monday around dinner time, and I'm already annoyed for the week <laughs> with, with Twitter. All I did shortly before we started taping, all I said because I there's a Miami Dolphins love fest going on right now with mm-hmm. the media and then Twitter, and I get it. When you drop 70 points on, I don't give a shit who the other team is. Right. When you drop 70 points on somebody, you're going to get your flowers. You're going to get your respect, and it's deserved. Mm-hmm. All I did was tweet out the something along the lines of, you know what? This is important enough that I actually want to make sure. I don't want to paraphrase. <laughs> I don't want to paraphrase. I actually want to say the We need the direct tweet. quote, Pat. Do it. I actually want to say what I said. I seriously get it. Miami's offense has been straight fire so far. They deserve respect, but let's not give them too much respect. It's week four. Meanwhile, other than a 10,000-degree game with 10,000 injuries last year, Josh Allen has dominated Miami's defense. Feel good. Instantly, Miami fans jump on me, which you would expect. And then now the Bills fans, or, or at least some Bills fans, homerism. I'm being a homer because I'm saying that, you know, Josh Allen has played great over his career right. against Miami. And also, yes. it is week four. I watch all the games, Joe. I watched Miami every snap this season, okay? Mm-hmm. They should have lost to the Chargers. They could have. See, look at the hot takes. <laughs> it's been a while. The hot take alarm. The fire department's even getting on you now, Pat. At, at the Yurden house. But no, seriously, they, they should have lost to the Chargers in week one. They could have easily lost to New England in week two if Matt Jones didn't suck. Mm-hmm. And then they smacked the shit out of Denver. Great game. No no question about it. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's the NFL, man. We just We just watched... Baltimore lose at home to Indy. We just watched Jacksonville was supposed to be far and away the best team in the AFC South get smacked at home by the Houston Texans. We just watched Dallas lose to Arizona. So I don't want to hear the shit that yeah. you know about any team. I'm not all I was saying is I'm not ready to anoint Miami and I'm not being a homer. Look, Joe, you know me. There's a lot of shit that people can say about me. I don't think being a Bills homer is one of them, though. I mean, come on. So anyway, I could just see it already. Miami fans talking shit. Buffalo fans talking shit, teams fighting, fan bases fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, forget about the whole, you know, Elon Musk and policy and all this shit. That's ugly enough. <laughs> just fucking Buffalo Twitter alone this week is, is yeah. just going to be, uh, it's just going to be nuts. It's Miami week, I guess. So yeah, it the territory. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun though. I I did see Gary already put up a two apology uh, form. Yeah, I'm like, dude. You spent every year of his career so far burying the guy. Like it's a little late for apologies, you know. <laughs> like, oh I'm expected to if he throws for a touchdown up there to point up, you know, point up into the booth and just be like, wherever you are, Geary, that's for you, buddy. Like, thanks for thanks for <laughs> killing me for every every year that I've been in the league, you know. Yeah, I think he was trolling though, to be honest. I, I certainly hope he was, because if he was walking it back, get lost, dude. <laughs> and I say that with full love. <laughs> I uh I wish I had the graphic to put up. He got me, or I got myself, I should say. Nate offered me, we're in a, both in a media dynasty fantasy football league, and right before week one started, I needed a quarterback. He offered me, and this is before the first game, all right? Okay. Tua, he offered me Tua and Raheem Mostert for Raider, Ryder, the quarterback for Atlanta, mm-hmm. Jalen Warren from Pittsburgh, and a first-round pick next year. Again, this is a media dynasty league, meaning... It's a year-to-year league. It's not a one-and-done league every year. So draft picks matter a lot over the course of, you know, your your franchise. Anyway, right. I rejected it. <laughs> I rejected it. Tua, yeah. likely right now through three weeks, 
is easily the MVP of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not even close. And Raheem Mostert has been unbelievable. Scored four yeah. touchdowns yesterday. And I rejected that trade. For a guy, Atlanta quarterback is going to be probably on the fucking bench within two to three weeks for Taylor Heineke. He's probably one more stinker away from not being the starter anymore in the backup running back for Pittsburgh. Get a first round pick, but that's got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever done in my life. And I've done a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> that is really, really high on the list of dumb, stupid ass shit that I've done before. You know so what? Nate, I could have got Nate and I, I did it. Oh, you know what? You know what, though? It, it <sighs> kept you from having to like pump your fist for Miami every week. You know, like that's, that's that true. it saved you the trouble of having to kind of be like, yeah, I know the Dolphins won on the right in there with the Bills, but also, yeah, my team's killing it. So I'm good. Like, you know, it's that, that, that classic fantasy sports cross up. I know, but it was Nate Gary, dude. I could have had that shit over Nate. Nate would have made the dumbest trade in the history of trades. And I uh <laughs> I stopped him from doing it. So it makes me uh sick to my stomach. Also, anyway, you, you could have won your matchup yesterday with those two by a thousand points. So you know, just them two. Just them two alone, man. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, we'll we'll circle back to some uh Bills talk because again, it is a big week. And I want to spend at least a few minutes talking about the Washington game on Sunday as well. But before that, uh, you've had some stuff going on, like I said, writing wise. Mm-hmm. Of course, you, you're you're the author, the creator of Noted Hockey. Uh, tell fans right now, you got a little series going on, A through yeah. Z. Kind of give fans a little bit of a, a glimpse into what you're doing with that. Yeah, I was uh, trying to expand my vocabulary while also digging into the uh, the Sabres, using a, a different word with each letter. Uh, planning, planning, and I'm still planning on doing this. I'm, I'm taking my time with the alphabet right now. Uh, maybe should have <laughs> given myself a little bit more time leeway as opposed to being like, oh, it's 26 days till the season starts. Let's start it that day. No, dummy. Give it like two months. <laughs> but uh, but no, we're, uh, we're counting it down. Uh, did like a full like roster preview, kind of picking out who I figured was a lock already uh, mm-hmm. heading into camp. Uh, the first day of camp, we started that one off. Um, but yeah, we're doing, we're hitting all the letters of the alphabet and trying to, uh, break down what we got going on with this, with this Sabres team, because they're really interesting. They're really interesting. There's a ton of talent. Um, and it, the East is going to, to borrow a JR term, man, the East is going to be a slobber knocker this year yeah. for, for the NHL. The East is going to be an all out war, dude. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be stressful for fans, but it's going to be a lot of fun because there's so many there's so many teams that look really good right now on paper, and I you know we'll see how things play out during the season and what you know what shakes loose. But so many teams, man, where it's going to be it's going to be tight. You know, like it, we're going to see like Boston come back to the pack because uh, well they lost their top two centers to retirement, um, and it's you know, they were a 130 point team last year. They could lose 25 points off their record, maybe still even win the division. Who mm-hmm. knows? But, um, but they are, uh, those points got to go back to somebody and they got to go somewhere. Right. Uh, so the thought is that it's going to sprinkle around the Eastern conference and make the, uh, the playoff races a little bit tighter and it was pretty tight already last year. I mean, yeah, right. Pittsburgh and Buffalo finishing with 91 points, you know, one back of, you know, technically one point back of Florida for the last spot in the, in the East. And yeah, so it's, uh, it's gotta be fun, dude. It's gotta be a big, it's gotta be a good time. And yeah, there's, there's so much going on with the Sabres team. It's, it's, it's a lot to follow. It's a lot to keep up on, but, uh, but yeah, uh, subscribe over at noted hockey, five, five bucks a month, $50 for a year or any amount of money you want to throw down on it. I'll write a story for you, but, um, if you go above 50 a year, but yeah, we're doing, doing some fun stuff there, man. Lots, so much stuff going on, man. It's crazy. 
Uh, yeah, and that's for people who are listening. That's notedhockey.com. Uh, go check it out. It's funny, is like so over the summer, and it's just like this with every sport too. And during the off season, when you cover a team, you, you you relax a little bit, and then you get into this time of year where it goes from not a lot to you know you just start having to crank out content, and yeah. you do noted hockey, uh, you do the Bleacher Report stuff, yeah. you, you know, like you said, you do a lot of other assignments as well mm-hmm. as they come into you. One of them is the um actual Bleacher Report, and uh. You just put out, I read it, in fact, earlier this afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, you ranked the top 10 uh, best left wingers. And I'm going to throw a spoiler out there for Sabres fans. Throw it out there. Jeff Skinner's on the list. I got to throw that out there. I won't mm-hmm. tell you where. You know, go read the article. I'll put That's a right. link to it uh, in the show notes. I've done a lot of giraffes with you. That's what we were known for doing on this <laughs> podcast. And it was so much fun. Which, by the way, I say this all the time. People ask me. To this day, probably the most interactive thing I've ever done with anybody on this podcast that I still get the most feedback from are the starting five drafts that we did for well over a year. Those were a lot of fun. But anyway, mm-hmm. drafting and ranking shit is always fun. So it is. doing stuff like that, I would imagine. And you said, even in your tweet, that it was, it was hard to do, hard to pick out that top 10. And it put really it was. But that's fun kind of shit to do, though, ain't it? Oh, it's great. It's it's great to do these things. And, um, you know, I got to do that. I, I, I had a piece uh, a couple weeks ago ranking out the, uh, the, the, the ranking out every team's home jersey. You know, it's it doesn't always have to be like hard hitting, dig into the numbers kind of stuff that we're doing there. Sometimes it's light and fun and we're doing mm-hmm. things like that to kind of, you know, I'm waiting to get roasted by some by somebody, some team on social media for picking their team low or or doing that or or pocketing it and saving it for a later time to, you know, cold, you know, cold take me for something. But uh, but yeah, the top uh, the left wings, man, it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, like going up and down the list of these guys and and seeing all these names and I'm looking and I'm like, is Alex Ovechkin really not going to be in my top 10? Like that was a debate I had to have. I was like, is he, is he really not a top 10 guy anymore? You know, guys like that, where you're, you're looking at it, you're like, this dude's good. This dude might break Wayne Gretzky's record for most goals scored all time. And like, I'm just kind of, eh, maybe not top 10 anymore. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's things like that because there are just so many good players now. And there's so many good young guys coming up and just stealing not stealing it, but they're forcing the issue on on like the old guard of of these guys, you know, like the Ovechkins, the Brad Marshans, like you know, guys like that, where you know you you could just rattle them off the top of your head and be like, oh yeah, no, that guy's you know elite, top, perfect, great player. Then you're like, well, how about these other seven, eight, nine, ten guys? And you're like, right. oh, God, how do I do this? And then you know, even putting together the list of the. Um, you know, the honorable mention guys, I'm just kind of like, well, I could put that guy number nine. I know I could put this guy 10. Well, maybe that, well, maybe that guy goes seven. I don't know. It's crazy. There's just so many dudes that are so good in this league. And now that, now that they've, uh, they've made it so that everybody can score, you know, like uh, people score like crazy now. It's, it's almost, it's almost like how it used to be back in like, oh, you know, go back to oh six. And like I love it. Lockout. Everybody was scoring yeah. kind of that way again now, man. It's, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, anybody who says like, all right, I really miss those old goaltending days, throw them in the river. Just, just yeah, dunk your head in the toilet. Those are the people they that knock- are born at parties. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, you are somebody who was doing this show with me back during the Ralph Kruger era still. So mm-hmm. I think of Jeff Skinner. And if you would have told me at that time <laughs> that in 2023, you know, you'd be putting out a Bleacher Report article with the top 10 left wingers in the league and Jeff Skinner would be on there. I'd be like, what? 
Like what, what happened? What, what are you nuts, man? Did Do they, you not watch these last block of games with, with Ralph Kruger? Come on, man. The guy's on the fourth line. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Me? That's, you know, that, that, that's a, that's like a time. That's a time machine moment. I would love to have like in the middle of like a 12, like 12 goal season with Ralph and everybody's miserable and just being like, yeah, don't worry. This guy's going to be a top 10 left winger again. And, and in two years and people will be like, where did they trade him? What team did they send him to? And how bad was how bad was the return on the deal? That's what everybody would have asked. They'd be like, no, he'll be here still. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. I am legitimately, and I mean this, man. I am legitimately excited about this season as a fan. I mean, obviously for content, of course, doing especially sure. doing a daily show now, there'll be so much more time to be able to talk Sabres. But mm -hmm. just as, as a fan, and I don't try to pretend I'm not a Sabres fan. I'm a Sabres fan. It's, I'm looking forward to it. it, it I'm it, I'm genuinely excited. I, you know, I had Chris Baker on last week, and I'm going to ask you mm -hmm. the same question before we dive into these camp questions. When it comes to this, this this team right now and the expectations and the optimism that a lot of fans have, what's different about this team right now as opposed to a handful of years ago when it was Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt and, you know, they had a really nice, well, at least a couple really nice, mm -hmm. you know, young stars. What, what's different about now? Like, why should fans buy into it now more now than they did maybe a couple of years ago when we know how that turned out? I, I got to say, I, th I think it's the mutual buy-in from everybody. I think everybody's just genuinely on the same page about about everything. You know, back then you had, you know, it was, it you had, you know, either coaches or management trying to create that balance between, mm -hmm. um, you know, well, these young guys, they got to learn, but, you know, we got to get these veterans in here to, you know, to help teach them. And, you know, we got to get the right coach to be, you know, to hold everybody accountable, all that, you know, all the buzzword kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And it's not to say that, you know, Granado, you know, Don Granado and Kevin Adams don't have like their own, you know, phrases and buzz buzzwords and things like that. I mean, you know, we've heard Kevin Adams say like, you know, we want guys that want to be here, you know, ever since he took over. Like that's, you know, that's a phrase that we've heard all the time. I used to hate it. <laughs> it makes sense now, though, the, the, like, doesn't it in hindsight? Yeah. Uh, having guys that actually are like, yeah, no, let, like, let's do this as opposed to. Kind of looking down the road and saying like, "Well, that next contract, man, it'd be sure nice to, sure nice to like get myself in a position, either you know, soak these guys for it or just go right. somewhere else and get it." You know, um, it, it's it, it, but it's that buy-in you're getting from everybody uh, because these guys are all on the they're all on the same page. They all you know they're all about playoffs. They're all about you know playing together, doing the you know helping each other out and being like good teammates to each other. It's it's such a night and day thing. And, you know, again, these things are made easier when you're able to win games. And this team's won more games than they have in the, you know, you know, just oh, hell, just think about, go, go back to like Kyle Opozo's first year, you know, that wow. that's as far, you know, you can go far back as that and just say like, okay, well, this team's now winning more games than they ever did like back then. And the difference is, is that just everybody's, everybody's together on this. You know, it's, it's a young enough team that that any of the guys that that are there now uh that are the impression makers are like the, the guys you want to be the impression makers you know the you know it's you know it's Zemgus, it's it's a pozo you know they're bringing eric johnson to be another one of those guys now and um you know you get guys that just bust at bust their ass and and play hard and and do all the right things you know on and off the ice though yeah those those are the examples you want to be setting for for everybody and you've got enough young guys now that are just kind of nice kids you know they're they're you know they're nice kids they have fun playing hockey you know they're, they're they're confident in their abilities all you know the whole you know the whole nine yards everything it's it's such a different thing from from back then and 
you know, and like I said, everybody's got their buzzwords and catchphrases and whatever, but everybody's everybody's together on this. Like this is a this is a pretty united front, and it's it's such a stark difference to what it was back then because we didn't have any of that then, and now we do, and now it's now we're staring at a team that's probably looking at making the playoffs finally for the first time in over a decade, and that's to 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 go that far just in a few years is pretty pretty impressive. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am back here with Joe Yerden from Noted Hockey. All right, man, I got some big, well, big to me anyway, Buffalo Sabres training camp questions that I think hopefully will be answered anyway. And one of them is that 13th forward. You kind of mentioned it earlier. Jack Quinn, of course, is out to at least Christmas. I'm going to run off 12 who I think, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, but I got 12 blocks. And these are in alphabetical order, not by order of who's the better player. But got Cousins, Gergensons, Greenway, Jost, uh, Krebs, Middlestat, Akposo, Olofsson, Paterka, Skinner, Tage, Tuck. I, I, I didn't realize uh, that's 12 right there. Yeah. It's like, that's your four lines. I don't know what combination they're going to be yet. But mm-hmm. those are very likely, anyway, your top 12 forwards to at least start this season anyway. So I, I, I guess my question is, amongst... Kulik and, and Rusek and Brett Murray, would those probably be the three biggest candidates to be that 13th forward to start the season? You might not dress right away, but you know how hockey goes or all sports. Right. Things have a way of working themselves out. Somebody want, they want to give somebody a rest. Somebody gets injured and, mm-hmm. you know, so that 13th forward is going to play sooner than later. It's not like he's going to sit in the press box or 81 games or 82 right. games. But anyway, that 13th forward, when you, when you look at it right now, who, who are the most likely candidates and who do you feel is that inside track right now? Well, I, I think when you look at this and, you know, I've been talking with Lance about this. We talked about it on maintenance day as well, uh, a little bit. Um, when you're looking at who you want to get in that spot, you, you, you don't want to have a, 
you don't want to have a guy that's that's going to be a kind of not one dimensional, but just a uh, can only be put into certain spots to be successful in the lineup. Where you you know you've got to like if you're designing it where if you're doing it like a video game and you're like okay Jack Quinn's out who do we put on the second line with Cousins and Paterka okay mm-hmm. and you're thinking okay well it's got to be a scorer which then you know changes your focus to you know, you're thinking like oh okay well Kulik maybe it's Rosean maybe uh, I don't know like just pick one of these guys I don't know maybe Zach Benson's you know you want to get crazy and put an 18 year old on the team you want to do something like that I think if you if you if you narrowed your view on it like that, that's that's where your field of vision becomes. I don't think that's going to be the case because they've got enough guys in that middle part of the lineup that can do a few different things. You know, like think about think about Casey Middlestat for ins- for instance. We know him as a center. We saw him play. F- we saw him play wing last year and looked pretty damn good at it too. Yeah. Um, same thing for Tyson Jost. Like usually a center, wasn't great at winning faceoffs. Played some wing, did pretty well there. Okay. Um, I think you want somebody who can be a little bit interchangeable that can, that can place, you know, play some offensive hockey, but play strong enough defensively that you don't have to worry about them. You don't have to sweat them. Uh, so that way, if you're, if you're playing them, you know, like I say, if, if you need somebody to be on like the other side of, uh, like Victor Olison, maybe you need somebody who's a little bit, a little bit stronger defensively just because Victor, you know, it's not Victor's game. So like, whatever. Right. Um, I, I, that to me points to a guy like Lucas Rusek. Uh, because you know he got a chance to play in a game last year, a game or two, uh, where he gets to call up, and everybody was, you know, the coaches loved him, GM loves him, everybody loves him because he just he just does his job, plays responsible defensively, but can score. Like he did pretty well with Rochester last year, scoring wise. Like he knows how to play the game on that side of the pocket and takes care of business. Like he's just you know the perfect kind of guy that you want to put into a role where, you know, Hey, we need a little bit more defense tonight. Okay. Well, Lucas is in there. He's got it. It's like, okay, we need to need to push the pace a little bit more, maybe get some more goals. Okay. Well, Lucas can do that too. Yeah. Um, that's where I think he's got kind of an edge on things right now. Kulik love Kulik. He's still 19, you know, like you can, you, you can get him some more games at the AHL and be okay with that because he's 19. He had an insane season last year, like strong 19, Joel. And he's a strong kid too. I mean, 24 goals regular season had another had another seven in the playoffs for for the Amherst. Like it was just a dynamite season for an 18 year old kid playing in the A. That's ins- like that's nuts stuff, man. Um, Rosean, I think Rosane's going to be a guy that's going to get games this year. Uh, at some you know injuries pending, if nobody gets hurt, you know nobody gets called up, like whatever. Kind of saw that a little bit last year, but. Um, but Rosane, I, I think Rosane's got to add a little bit more weight, get a little bit stronger. I mean, he's up to like 173, I think they've got him listed at now, which is still like, that's fine. Like, that's an okay size. I'd love to see him get closer to 180 and just be able to skate through anybody trying to take his head off. He was really good second half of the season last year. Like, just he took and he took a beating in the in the AHL playoffs. Guys were looking to crush him all over the place. And guys took runs at him, they hit him, whatever. Popped right back up, was scoring goals, did everything. He's a great skill player. Yeah. I think we're like guys like that. I think we're going to see it at different points this year, whether it's Kulik, it's Rosean. Uh, another name here, you know, Brandon Byro. Byro, we would have seen last year had he not gotten hurt at like the worst moments possible. You know, he had same thing that happened to Sean Malone for a couple of years while he was in the organization. Like, it's like, yeah, he's going to play this year. And then it was like, oh, they need a guy. Oh, Malone just got hurt two nights ago. Well, so much for that. Who's next? Um, yeah. 
there's one other guy I'll throw into that, uh, throw the throw their name into the mix. Linus Weisbach. Weisbach. Now it, the offensive upside for him isn't quite quite as high, but he's fast. He can finish a little bit, but he's a tremendous penalty killer. Like he's a tremendous like the speed and his and his know how uh, in defending as a forward is really good. And if the PK starts to stink out loud again this year. You might see him get a. You might see them kind of be like, "All right, Linus, get up there and see if you can like see if you can help stir things up a little bit and, and lock things down a little bit more defensively." He might still. I think he'll still get a long look because he got a long look last year and he did a lot of those same things last year and it was kind of it kind of hurt to see him go go back to Rochester because you're like, "Oh man, this guy's really close." But I mean, he's he's on the older side, just the same way Rusek is, but. The PK PK ability and that ability to defend gives him a little might give him a little bit more of an edge, but I don't you know listen they score a ton of goals so I think you can you know if you lose Quinn you're like okay well somebody else will step up maybe we need to lock it down a little bit more defensively but I don't know the the, the competition there is going to be really interesting I know you mentioned Brett Murray and I love Brett Murray I just don't know if I just don't know if there's a way to work him in just because the foot speed's a little lacking he's 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 a great room guy. Great guy, period. Uh, plays hard. Scored a bunch last year. Physical guy. I just don't. I just don't know. I don't know. Like because they've got. They've already got Jordan Greenway. He he does that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Zemgus plays heavy. Kyle Pozo plays heavy. I just don't know if you if you add another guy that plays that same kind of game. A guy like Murray, you know, his path to the roster might be like as you kind of described the type of player that he is. One of those guys go down, and they still want that type of player. That yeah. might be his path to uh to get it up. You mentioned Byro. That was a nice shootout goal. Yeah. Scored on, on Sunday <laughs> yes, in Washington. Was. I actually watched it. I had it on my laptop. And by the way, we're dropping this on Tuesday, the audio, at least anyway, on Tuesday. Uh, I saw just before we started taping, the Sabres are playing a lot of their uh their A teamers against mm-hmm. Boston tonight. Uh, I saw Darlene's playing Tage, yep. Skinner, uh Levi started in that. So that'll be cool. Quick bonus question. And we'll make this quick because we could probably do an hour just on this one topic <laughs> if we really wanted to, because uh, you were talking about it and just kind of went off my mind. But because there's a lot of rumors about this, so I need to ask you any chance. Is there any teeth to the rumors of Pat Cade coming to Buffalo? Do you think there's a a realistic chance that he might be one of those 12 or 13 forwards? Uh, I would say right now, no. Um, okay. and I, and I say that just because, I mean, he, he can take all the time he wants to coming back. I mean, that hip surgery is pretty wicked. Sure. You know? I mean, and it very clearly affected his game last year. He just, he looked like a shell of himself. I mean, we're just talking about a guy two years ago who was scoring 90, whatever points, you know, and he was like, what, 33, 32 years old mm-hmm. guy can still fill in that now defensively. You're not you're not asking him to come in and play defense. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. You don't want him defending like that's it, it's what it is, what it is. I think if they're and if he's still available, um, whether he's a free agent or you know whatever, I, I think he can be extremely picky. You know, he wants to win. A, he wants to be on a playoff team. He wants to win cups, like whatever. Okay, um, but if he somehow like if he's still available and we get into December, January, and Quinn, you know, if Quinn has a setback or if there's another injury or you know what have you, I, I I'm not I'm not closing the door on the possibility. I think the door is very much there. Um, we, we heard Kevin Adams talk a couple different times this summer about, uh, how, when Kane was a rookie in Chicago at Adams was playing for the Blackhawks back then. And 
who did who did Pat Kane you know live with? Who did he room with? Kevin Adams. Kevin Adams. Yeah. So yeah. if anybody knows, but and you know Don Granado knows him from Chicago. So like those guys know who they're dealing with. They know the you know. I mean, obviously everybody knows the player. They know exactly what he is. It's more the person, and I know that that's always a hot topic. Absolutely, discussion. but it, but but it's true, right? And it's true. You, you, I I think you'd have to know what kind of what kind of headspace he's in right now. I mean, he's you know he's an older guy now. You know, he's got a kid. I think I don't know if I think he's married. He's got a kid, so like he's had to be an adult, uh, and he's grown up a bit. So he's a different. He's a a bit of a different guy in that respect. So, uh, and I don't think I think for any team that signs him, he's not going to come into that situation and be like, "All right, I'm the man. Everybody bow to me." He doesn't strike me as that yeah, kind of as that anymore. type of dude. Like he's cocky, he's confident on the ice, but I don't think he's going to walk into a room and and be the dominating personality. That doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. And I know it sounds weird, given you know it, you know because he was you know he was Showtime in Chicago. I mean, he score a goal it was just electric, but. Um, I, I don't see him being in that sort of frame of mind. I don't even think he did that in New York either, because I think in New York he was he was content with being like quiet, it's lay low. Everybody else is leading the way here. Let me just you know hopefully hop on board for a Stanley Cup run here. But um, but I, I'm I'm not closing the door on it. I don't think he's the guy they sign you know at the end of camp or something like. That. I just don't I I don't see that happening. I think if they wanted to do that, they would have done it already and gotten them worked in or, you know, at least get them introduced to everybody and get them in the room and all that stuff. I just have a hard time thinking that they're going to do that right now, but we get halfway through. And if there's injuries and if there's guys, I I'm not ruling it out. I'm not saying it's not going to, ha- I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but you know, I, I still think it's a long shot, but, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it won't happen. Never I, I, I'd, be, I'd be foolish to say it, it won't happen because I. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just wise enough to, to to remember Adams and Adams talking about him enough to know that like maybe that's maybe that's a phone number in in his you know in his cell phone like waiting to be called at some point. Yeah, and you look, man, just like WWE, the, their famous saying is "never say never," you know. So, and I will say this too, Joe. You know. A lot of shit is fueled by mindless fan slight or just fan innuendo and rumors that, yeah. you know, have no teeth to them whatsoever. This ain't something that was started on the Sabres Mafia group on Facebook or, or Twitter. This got legs because it was Darren Drager who reported last yeah. week that the Sabres, and he that was the one team he mentioned specifically in his tweet that the Sabres have interest. He talked about him. Hip, hip surgeries in Toronto mm-hmm. rehabbing going to be at least a couple months, but he mentioned the Sabres specifically. So that's why I, I going, going back to having Chris on the show last week, we talked about this a little bit and I put up a clip and I've been doing clips for a while now, 80,000 people watched it. And a lot of people did not like it mm-hmm. because there's a lot of Chad put up a poll, Chad Dedeminis put up a poll yep. and it was a nice sample size, like four or 5,000 people voted and it was like 60,000 people voted. No. So, I mean, it yeah. wasn't even close. Uh, so mm-hmm. overwhelmingly, it seems to me that fans don't like it. Um, I still say that Twitter is the silent my or the loud minority mm-hmm. in, in the big picture, but a lot of people don't agree with that. But anyway, we'll see what happens. I just want to throw that out there to you. Yeah. He's not going to be on this roster, whether the Sabres want him or not, or whether he wants to be or not anytime soon, because he's got a long way to go to get healthy again. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let, let's switch it to two big defensemen, Darlene and Power. Mm-hmm. I think a, a fair question is to ask who they're starting the season playing with, who they're going to be paired with. Now, early on, it was it's been Darlene and Clifton, 
at practice, mm-hmm. right? You've been in all the practices. Oh, yeah. Alene Clifton, um, Power's been with Yoki Haru. And then it's been Eric Johnson and Samuelson as, as another pair to it, right? Yeah. That seem like the, those, you know, the top two with Darlene and Clifton and Power and Yoki Haru. Are you a little bit surprised? Does that feel right to you right now? And based on very, very, very early projections, does it feel like those are good fits? Yeah. I, you know, I, I asked uh, Don Granado on Monday about, uh, you know, what, what kind of progression he wants to see from Power and Yoki Haru. And he was very quick to say, like, well, I'm not evaluating anybody yet. You know, like these guys, you know, they haven't been in a game yet. We're just, you know, we're, we're a few days in the camp. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that kind of, you know, evaluation yet of like where things are. He's like, you know, these guys, he's like, these guys aren't even, you know, game, you know, they're not ready for the regular season yet. Sure. That's completely fair. I'm, I'm only surprised by Power and Yoki Haru being together just because I, I, in my mind, the whole summer was about trying to find the guy that you want to put next to Power for the next, you know, few years uh, because you had a lot of luck. You had a lot of good play from Darlene with Samuelson and, you know, your third pair didn't see a lot of time, especially late in the year. You know, you had Stillman and Labushkin being your third pair for a good chunk of the last season and, you know, or, you know, Bryson and Labushkin or whatever. And those guys were playing like, you know, eight, nine minutes a minutes a night. And, you know, the top two pairs were playing tw- you know, 25 minutes each or something. And you're like, maybe you don't want those two pairs playing 25 minutes every game for right. 82 games. So, um, so, I, and, you know, Granado hinted uh, at development camp that, you know, doing the lefty righty split for all three pairs might be something to look into. And he's done that w- with this setup. I love the Dolly and Clifton pairing. I think that's, that's going to be a, that that's going to be such a pain in the ass for opponents. They're going to hate Dolly already drives everybody crazy. Anyways, mm-hmm. Clifton makes guys look over their shoulder. So that's a, that's a different kind of, that's a, it's, it's a bit chaotic, but it's a controlled chaos. Like it's, it's, it's going to make a lot of teams mad. Let's put it, that, <laughs> let's put it that way because Darlene can score on you. And then he can also be kind of, kind of nasty. Like he's, he's got a nasty streak about him now. And Clifton, like Clifton just goes a hundred miles an hour all the time. Like he just, he's, he loves the hit. He lo- he loves making teams mad. He loves doing like all this kind of stuff. This dude will be a folk hero in Buffalo within the first five games of the season. I'm telling you right now, people are going to be running down to the shop to get the 75 jerseys and be like, really? let's go, Clifton, let's do it. Because he's going to make everybody so mad and he's going to he's gonna make the boards rattle all season. <laughs> so fans are going to love him. Uh, Samuelson and Johnson together is one where I'm a little bit like, mm, not sure about that one, but uh, that's your top PK D pairing right there. Those mm-hmm. two guys and Johnson, listen, Johnson's, I mean, he's been around a while. He's 35, 36 years old, whatever he is, uh, knows all the tricks, knows, you know, how to handle everything. He's been a really solid defensive de- defenseman for the last few years of his career now. So he's, that's, that's a duo that I like because they're going to be, they're not going to have to play a ton of minutes. They're, they're going to play, you know, you're, you're going to play them more minutes than you did your third pairing last year. Um, that's for sure. But, um, but those guys are going to be the PK, the, the, the guys that re- to really handle the PK business. So I think that's, I think that's a good setup and they're going to be specialized. Like you need to lock down games or whatever. Those guys are going to be out there, you know, specialized situations where you got to stop like a top, you know, top, uh, offensive unit, uh, you know, at home or whatever. 
throw those guys out there against them to get the puck out of the zone or just prevent the prevent opportunities. I think they'll be fine. Um, but I am a little surprised that Yoki Hari is back with, with power just because, you know, I, I, it feels like we've seen what we need to see out of Yoki Haru, but then I remember he's like 24 years old, 23 years old. He's still stupid young, 25, like 23, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. However old he is, he's still ridiculously young. And the little bits I've seen here, here and there in camp of just the way he, you know, he handles some of the rushes and some of the situations that, that, that they create uh, in practices. It feels like he's playing a lot smarter and I know he's in, he's in a, he's in a good headspace right now. So I'm, I'm, Eager to see how he how he handles uh, some of these preseason games and the start of the season, because I think if he's if he's able to control him, you know, control like where he is on the ice and let power drive things, <laughs> you know, you know, carrying the puck and and, yeah. and playing offensively, that pairing could be really good. That, that pairing could be really really good because Yoki he he started playing a lot smarter defensive hockey late in the season, and I think. I think that could carry him a long way. I've I've learned to not write anybody off and like carry any preconceived notions about guys for any longer than like a few weeks because guys can change, uh, you know, at a moment's notice. But uh, I know after you see guys for a few years, you're just kind of like, mm, all right, well, same old, same old. But I don't know. I, I there, there's little signals here and there that you see in these practices that maybe things will be different this time around. I mean, you know. We'll circle back to me in a month and we'll see if I'm still saying the same thing. <laughs> uh, goaltending, obviously, it was probably the biggest reason. There's lots of reasons last year, but maybe if the goaltending was a little bit better, we, we would have been watching some Sabres playoff hockey anyway. It appears that Devin, Devin Levi is going to be the guy going in to the season as the number one goalie, especially after making no moves during the offseason to get a veteran. I guess my question is, how much of anything does he have to show over the next few weeks? Or is it just a question of all he's got to do is not, well, besides not getting hurt, obviously not fall on his face because that seems to me to be the only way that he doesn't uh, start the season. I don't know, maybe as a true one, maybe a one a or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. again, short of falling on his face, Devin Levi's the guy going into the season, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. Yeah. I know. Breaking news on that one. Um, he's, he's the guy that they really believe in. I, it's easy to see why, like, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a wicked competitor. He's athletic. He's quick. He's, he's all these, all these different things. And we saw enough of that, uh, late last season. You know, I mean, listen, you're not tapped to be the guy to try to get your team to the playoffs and play every game down the stretch when you're, fighting to stay in it and straight you know fighting to get into it right you know like that's that alone tells me how much they they believe in him because if they didn't he would have been splitting games the same way all the other the other three guys were you know last season and you know that's even and that's even when you think about it Lukanen and Comrie having pretty solid outings before Levi showed up and thinking like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe maybe these guys are going to get hot at the right moment. And then the Levi showed up and was like, no, nah, my job, thank you. Yeah. You know, like it was it, it was it was that kind of way. So, I, I mean, geez, if he falls completely flat in the preseason, he's still making the team unless he looks like he's all out of sorts um, and his mechanics are out of whack. And and you know, he would have to he would have to look like he had a, you know, like he got conked on the head and had like a, you know, a, a parent trap moment yeah, where somebody he, else was playing goal. It had to be like a catastrophically bad. He'd have to be to, right. to not make the roster, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, well, it kind of leads to another thing. If Comrie, they're not going to keep if they're not going to keep three goalies on the on the roster to start the year, that means Comrie has to go through waivers. Yep. Is he getting through waivers? Depending on the day that you know, if they if he does get sent through waivers, um, and I say that because there's we saw them carry three goalies last year. I don't think they'll do it this year. Please don't. Please don't. You never know, man. You never know. Like, you just don't know. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. But uh, but if Comrie does have to go on waivers, depending on the day that you send him through, I think he I think he can get through. But if he doesn't, they're 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 cushioned for that blow. If if not, because you know they went out they went out and signed Devin Cooley, who played uh, in the Predator system uh, before this played in Milwaukee, was very good for the Predators, or I should say the Admirals, Milwaukee Admirals, uh, was very good for them. So they they know what they're getting there. They brought back Dustin Tokarski, who was here. Uh, a couple of years back, uh, played a few games with the Sabres uh, during, I think it was that Kruger Granado season uh, when, when Ralph was fired. I think it was that season, anyways. So we've seen him before. We know what he's about. Like, I, you know, perfect guy to kind of stash away in the AHL. And if you need a, need a guy in a pinch, bring him up. Uh, and they have, they brought back Michael Hauser as well, who, you know, we, we've seen in the NHL before in previous seasons. Probably also saw him that same season. Tokarski was up. Um, but uh, but perfect guy to have within the organization. Like he's just the sir, he's the ultimate good soldier goaltender. Um, so I mean, he'll be in Rochester, he'll be in Jacksonville. If he's in Buffalo, things have things have gone real badly, bad. with, in, badly with injuries. So uh, or or oh boy, if things got bad with play enough that so they're like, all right, Hauser, it's your turn. Yeah. No offense to Michael Hauser, I love him, love him a bits, but like things have taken a bad turn. If, if they're yeah. like, all right, Hauser, you're up, man. Let's do nice. this, but. Um, but they're, they're, they're ready. They, they are, they are, they're ready for, they're ready to lose somebody. And I, you know, they're not putting Luke in on waivers. You're just not putting a 24 no. year old goalie on waivers. You're just not doing that. Um, because all it takes is somebody else to snag him for free and then figure out what he was doing wrong or, you know, give him the right opportunity, whatever, you know, to, to get him back on the, on the good foot. And then suddenly you just handed a starting goalie to somebody else for nothing. Um, that's the last thing they want to do. Um, and they've stood by him this summer. You know, they've Adams made it a point to say that like, they believe in him and all this. You're not going to the mat for him like that, unless you're keeping him around. And, um, or unless you're really pumping his tires to trade him, which would be a real long con if you ask me. But um, I, I don't see that happening. It's going to be Levi and Lukanen at the very least starting the season together. Um, if they s- for some reason keep three goalies, and again, I just don't see it happening. Mm. I just don't. But if they do, I, I want to know how you work that otherwise, because then you're talking about sending a either a defenseman on waivers whether it's Bryson or Stillman or having no forwards to back up your tw- your 12 forwards and then you're looking at doing 11-7 stuff for you know if there's an injury up front or something to carry a third they don't want to do that Granado doesn't like doing 11-7 so you. it's uh you. it's yeah it gets very awkward if they if they decide that they want to keep all three goalies around i i don't know it's uh it's a very tricky spot to be in like the answers seem easy for us that aren't gms and aren't around the team but it's i don't know it's um but if that's the option and granado didn't rule it out he said you know he's like hey we will do what we have to do i mean it doesn't sound like a guy who wants to keep three goalies but if if, if that's what they have to do then that's what they'll do 
They better not. <laughs> they better not. They better not. I don't want to see three goalies, man. I don't care. I don't think Comrie the goalies is. want to see three goalies either. Comrie is who he is, man. He's not going to – I'm good with if they if, – if it requires – I don't want to lose him. They get him to Rochester, great. They mm. have, If it requires losing them or or only carrying, you know, one less defenseman or one less forward, no. No, 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 no. All right, a couple more things. I kind of want to weed back to the forwards here. Let's assume – and I know they haven't been skating on the line in their first couple practices, but – Tage, Skinner, Tuck, if, if we're to assume that that's going to be their line, their top line to start yeah. the season again, which is not a given, but right. I, I would assume so. Yeah, Quinn being out really sucks, man, because I yeah. loved, love, love, love that second line of Cousins, yeah. Turka, and Quinn. Let's just say they keep that top line, and let's say they're going to keep Cousins and Paterka at least together. Who's mm -hmm. most likely to fill that Jack Quinn role to start the season? That's I've been trying to figure that out because they don't really have a right wing that makes sense. You know, like there's not like a, an automatic like ah right wing or put boom put them there. I, I'm really stuck on this one because they there's different things they've been doing. Like because I've seen you know, a lot like Olafson makes sense like in the ether, um, but they've had Olafson skating a ton with uh, Jordan Greenway and Tyson Jost, which to me screams that's your third line. Um, which then I'm kind of like, all right, what do you do? If that's your third line, then that tells me Casey Middlestat maybe is your, is your guy that goes with the, with goes with Cousins and, and Paterka, which maybe, or you know, maybe Middlestat ends up centering Greenway and Olafson, and then Jost is a guy to kind of be defensively responsible with Cousins and Paterka. It's it's really I, I, this is uh, I I don't want to you know when 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 the when the the roster gets cut down, I'm going to be really curious i mean and it's not going to clear up this picture at all because all these guys are sticking around late you know sure yeah. nobody's getting cut with it you know at the end of this week like that's just not happening anybody who's going to be in that race but um but i do wonder that versatility with versus versatile yeah i brain malfunctioning now pat sorry <laughs> the, the versatility of of uh versatility what was i even thinking saying that word but um I, I, think okay. I, I still I still call Tyson Jost Tyson Joust. So <laughs> that's, that's dude, we're 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 doing okay here. <laughs> um uh I, I, I think Middlestat being able to play wing and center makes it interesting because you can, you know, if if you start Casey in the middle, you'd slide cousins over to the wing and kind of let him like go, you know, you know, run renegade and you know, become become like a scoring monster over on the wing if he needs to, but he's really good at center. So eh, you don't want to really mess around with that too much. Um but yeah, I just it's it's tricky. And we've, you know, some of the combos they've already used already in camp, you're they're not telling us anything. You know, like we've seen Thompson with Skinner and Zach Benson. Benson. Yeah. I love Zach Benson, but not yet. Dude, Lance and I talked about this. I'm like, if he wasn't 18 and just drafted a few months ago, he might be the guy that's making the team because he, yeah. he's looked that good, that good to me. And like, I'm not, I, I can't shoot it down completely because they'll keep whoever to make it work. But if they want to get a long, get a long look at him instead, you know, because Savoy's hurt. So, okay, like you know I, I wouldn't be against it, but like. You know what, Joe? No, if he's if he's playing that good, man. Like you saying that reminds me it's of a wild us. card, man. It reminds me of our conversations that we had maybe some maybe a year or so ago. If you would have said at the time, "Hey, Joe, when's Devin Levi going to be the number one goalie yeah. for the Sabers? Let alone even be up and be playing yeah. meaningful games?" I don't think you would have been saying as quick as it happened. Nobody yeah. would have. It just no. kind of 
it happened quickly. Yeah, Who's to say just, that sooner than later, Benson, you know, yeah. far exceeds expectations, and he's up here a lot sooner than most people yeah, think. It's it's just it, Savoy getting hurt just kind of screws up this entire conversation because if he's healthy, it's him. It's automatic. Yeah. It's Savoy's automatically the guy. They'll get you know you get your nine games <clears> out of them and figure it out and then go from there. But um, <sighs> but I mean, I mean, Jesus, Benson had ninety eight points last year, man. Like as his draft year the same team with savoy like i mean he's really good he's really good i just i don't know if it's if it's you know because they're still getting him integrated to how they do things just at you know at this level of of play but they have so many there's so many guys where you're like well the smart route is just send him back to the dub and just you know let him get his time in there but I don't know, man. Like they, if a guy's playing well enough to get more looks, they're gonna give him more looks. I mean, help Benson's gonna play is playing against Boston tonight on Tuesday night, so it's two games in a row for him. So I don't know. Maybe they're just getting as many looks with to, with him as possible before they send him back, or you know, maybe they just want to kind of see where he goes with, it, see how he handles a home crowd. Maybe you know, like different things. But dude, he's there's so many things with him. I hope he sticks around because there's there's a, like an analysis thing I want to write about him, but. Boy, oh boy! I, I if if you asked me if I thought I was going to be planning a trip to Wenatchee, Washington, <laughs> for for maybe some point later this year to maybe go see these guys play, um, I would say you're crazy. But now I'm kind of like I don't know, man. Maybe I need to go. <laughs> you, you know, it's what what excites me again, going all the way back to being excited about this season as a fan. We're talking about guys. Well, Quinn's hurt. Otherwise, Quinn's your answer. Quinn's that top right. six guy. No yep. questions asked, but he's not going to be on the opening day roster because of his injury. Right. But then you got Kulik and you got Savoy, who you just mentioned, and you got Benson and you got mm -hmm. Rosine. None yep. of these dudes are going to probably, probably not. None of these guys are going to be on this opening night roster, mm -hmm. but these are guys that are going to be in the mix soon enough. Yeah. It's just, I, man, dude, next year's training camp. I'm And I'm not wishing away this year at all. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, don't do that. But you're talking like, I mean, if Savoy, but you know, if Savoy, if Savoy has to go back to WHL, which I think is probably end up happening, he's got some, there's some weird things going on there. Yeah. But, yep. Yep. Um, but I mean, you're talking about a camp next year where Benson and Savoy both could actually like make the team right out. And you're like, well, who are you, who, who are you subtracting from the lineup to do that? Like it's, it's nice to be kind of built up, you know, it's nice to have these things. Although I know everybody just screamed Olofsson at their phone saying like, well, he'll be gone. So that's, there's, there's a spot, but I mean, it's, it's, this is exactly what they, this organization has been needing to set up for years. And now they have it set up where it's just keep making smart picks, keep picking the right guys each year. And then suddenly now you've got, you don't have a backlog. You just have a farm full of dudes where you're like, Oh, Okay, now now we've got some players, and we got a bunch of dudes that could be here within you know you know the next one two three years easy if they if the you know if the path stays the way it is it's crazy. We're gonna talk a couple minutes of, of football here, you know, to wrap up what we were talking about with the Sabers too, all this offensive stuff, and and, and it's exciting. But what I really love the most is. You can have all the offense in the world, but now it feels like they have a goaltender who would actually stop the puck. You know, mm -hmm. you can talk about offense, 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 but if your goalie can't stop shit, it ain't going to matter. But, you know, lost among all the, the hype here is the Sabres got potentially one hell of a goalie in Devin Levi, and, and I love that a lot. But I want to talk football at least for a couple of minutes. I'm going to assume, Joe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to assume that you didn't watch 
the Bills game because of the Sabres game was on, or maybe oh. you tried to watch both. Did you, I, had, did you? I was at uh, I was at Anchor Bar on Maple uh, with with friends watch with the Bill. Obviously, the Bills game is on there. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was even like an uh, like a Bills alumni group that was there doing. I guess they do like a weekly thing there uh, with a handful of guys. So that's that's kind of a cool thing. But um, but no, I had the uh, I had the Sabres game on my phone streaming because I I. I thought it was going to be like on MSG and I was looking for it like on the streaming app and like the streaming app was like, no, there's nothing. Right. Forget it. So yeah, no, I had my eyes on it, but it was like that scoreboard video. So like every time a cap, every time a caps guy scored, you're getting caps goal. I was watching on my laptop, but yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't want to dissect the bills game kind of old news at this point. Plus again, we're already on to Miami for the most part, but a couple of big takeaways. First of all, the defense, I mean, Jesus Christ, they, they gave him a play, man. Nine sacks, four interceptions, five turnovers. They hit Sam Howell 15 times. Guess how many times Josh Allen got hit, by the way? Zero. I was going to say zero. He probably. did not get sacked, and he did not get charged with a, a quarterback hit, which is another takeaway. The Buffalo Bills offensive line has been really good the last couple of weeks. Uh, Terrell Bernard silencing a lot of haters, at least for now out there, none so more than me. Because mm -hmm. I was really rough on him. I made fun of him. I, I thought it was ridiculous that a guy, he didn't never, he didn't win the starting middle linebacker job. Tyrell Dotson lost it. I'm going to say that shit over and over and over because that's how I think camp went. And mm -hmm. then they signed Christian Kirksey. I'm like, well, there's a veteran. Bernard will be out by week three. Christian Kirksey will be the starter. Dude, Tyrell Bernard has been fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point where he, I'm not saying he's better than Tremaine Edmonds. That's going a little too far at this time, but there are different types of players. And what Terrell Bernard does that Tremaine didn't do is make impactful splash plays that matter. Mm -hmm. And two, he's already got two picks and he's already got two interceptions and he's played three games. I looked it up. Tremaine Evans in five years with the bills, never had more than two and two over the course of a season. Terrell mm -hmm. Bernard had that shit in nine and a half quarters. So anyway, <laughs> he's around the football and he's making plays, which is exactly what Matt Milano does. Mm -hmm. I get it now. I get it. I didn't get it at the time. I get what Sean McDermott was thinking, like matchup linebackers. He's small. He's going to get beat some. Some teams are going to pound him. But they're mm -hmm. like, you want to run the ball on the inside all night? Go, go ahead. That's a W for us. Mm -hmm. Anyway, like when you're playing the Chiefs, you're playing the Bengals, you just want to keep running the ball, go ahead. Miami, for an example. Anyway, Terrell Bernard just pleasantly surprised. Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, they've been great. Um, like I said, the offense has been effective the last two weeks. I like what I saw from Josh the last two weeks. Like two weeks ago was a little too much, almost robotic, like check down, check down, check down. But mm -hmm. it was really effective against the Raiders. This week he opened it up a little bit more, kind of flirted with danger, but that's what you're going to mm -hmm. get with Josh Allen. Anyway, you know, again, going back to what I said at the beginning where Miami is on fire, but the Bills are a good football team too. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm really, this might be, I don't want to say it's the game of the year. It's the game of the year so far. Well, it's the game of the year so far, though. Yeah. These are two great football teams. Sunday, 1 p.m. This is probably the game of the year to this point, man. This, this is this is going to be a meaningful game. So it's fun to watch, and there's plenty at stake, too. You're trying to tell me Denver-Chicago won't be the game of the year? Oh, my God. You had fun watching <laughs> You could not pay me to watch that. Those teams are fucking Yay. great. I've watched both of them. Denver just gave up against Miami. Oh, but anyway, yeah. Dude, yeah. Miami's great. I mean, that offense yeah. is lethal. Mm -hmm. Lethal. And they didn't even have Waddle play. No. Time, did they? they didn't even, nope. He didn't even play? Jesus. Nope. Yeah, they, didn't play. they still dropped 70, man. They still dropped 70. <laughs> 
But I love I love people saying like they were they were running it up on Denver. I'm like, sorry, dude, it's the NFL. Stop them. <laughs> like, like, stop them. Like, just do anything. You know, watching Sertan, just like seeing guys run by him. I'm like, yeah, I do. I'd be the same way. I'd be like, play this idiot defense and playing like this ass. But uh, but no, this is this is this is an actual real game for them. Like Jets game, the Jets game was a throwaway nonsense bullshit. Like whatever. I just you know week one i week one i almost want to tear up for everybody because it's such a yeah you, you barely played anybody in the preseason like i just mean like minutes wise series wise you've hardly played any of these guys so week one is a glorified preseason game if you ask me i mean it's real stakes all that i get blah 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 whatever that's you're still figuring out like who's who's going who's who's not going in that game so like wow whatever like jets get lucky fine whatever they played like crap. They, you know, they stopped playing at whatever. It, fine. Oakland or Oakland. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I call them Los Angeles. I call them Los Angeles. Dude, earlier, the, uh, the, the you're lucky if they don't say Marcus Allen didn't look good for him this past uh, two, two weeks ago. But um, Raiders, Raiders are a clown team. Like, okay, you got right. You got it figured out. Good. Washington, fake ass two and zero. Took care of business. Made them look stupid. Made them look like the bad team they are. Perfect. Now you're getting the real test. Like you got you got three more three more games to kind of work out the kinks and get up to speed. I think the Bills are up to speed now. And they Miami's be. up to speed too. And yeah, if they're not up to speed, it, it could get, get blown it out get if up, they're not get nasty. But yeah. um it's gonna be fun as hell, man. I'm <laughs> I am so happy that uh, th- this opportunity to write about the game fell in my lap. I was like, cool, I get to go to the game now. Yeah, why does it would have been Denver or some <laughs> shit like that? I mean, you would have did it anyway. Work is work, oh, sure. you know. It's a right. gig, but you'd be like, ugh. But I was Miami, like, oh, man, Miami, man, Buffalo. Yeah, it's cool. That, it, it, it's just glad going they can't be- flex the game to eight p.m. because I, I would that I probably would have been like, yeah, you know what? I just rather sit at home. <laughs> what is it? It's like the Jets and Jets and the Raiders, maybe that are playing Sunday. Night. It's, the, it's the Jets and somebody. The Jets and someone are playing Sunday night. I don't want fuck that, man. I told you I want seventeen games at one p.m. on Sunday. If I had yeah. my way, that's the way it would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. There's a lot to look forward to, and I'll obviously on this show I'll get into it a lot more uh, during the week, but. Let's let's end with a little bit of Detroit Lions talk. Now I'm not a Lions fan like you, right? But I'm a little bit more than just a Lions watcher. I'm a let's call me a Lions um, aspiring admirer. <laughs> I'm high on this team, and I told okay. you that at the end of last year, and yeah. I told you that when we talk, and even if it's not on the show, we talk all the time, mm-hmm. and you know, on Twitter and shit like that, and privately. But I told you I'm pretty high on this football team, and they went out opening week and and, and proved it. They beat Kansas yeah. City. And then, you know, they they played bad. And they, who did they lose to in week two? Oh, God, I can't drive me nuts, man. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle. Seattle, right. Then they bounced back and they, and they beat uh, Atlanta this week. But Sam Laporta, I looked up to eight catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. This is what, what I love about Detroit the most. Mm-hmm. So Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, who was the second overall pick by me in my media dynasty draft uh, this season. I'm a <laughs> wow. big Jameer Gibbs guy. Wow. Okay. He's got Alvin Kamara vibes, hopefully on the field, Alvin yeah. Kamara, not off yeah. of it, vibes for me, but he's that type of player. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Jack Campbell, who had his first sack on Sunday, a guy that Buffalo Bills fans know very well because mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk about Jack Campbell potentially being the Bills' next middle linebacker. And then Brian Branch, 11 yeah. tackles on Sunday, three for a loss. Dude's a beast. He was another guy that was connected mm-hmm. to the Bills during the draft process and the pick six against KC. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, mean, I just rattled off four guys that are all fucking rookies. 
This yeah. is this year's draft class for the Detroit Lions. And don't even get me started about Hutchinson and Jamison Williams will be back soon from last year's yeah. draft class. What a what a great, fun, young football team this mm -hmm. is, led by a very animated, and whether you love him or hate him if you're a Detroit fan, a very fun to watch coach in Dan Campbell. That fake punt in week one from their own 20, I was like, that is some ballsy on the road against the Super Bowl champs. I'm like, that is some fucking ballsy ass shit yeah. right there, man. That again, I already liked them. That made me like them even more. But anyway, I know how you are, just like yeah. I would be the same way with the Sabres. I know you well enough to know. Don't talk good about my team. Yeah. You know, they're gonna find a way to lose and mm -hmm. shit just whatever could go wrong goes wrong. That's the mindset of a fan who's waited forever for their team to and do something seen it all <laughs> you've seen it all just like for 17 years with the bills it's like here every single game every time one thing happened here it comes more times than not it did come too yep. but anyway i look at that nfc north chicago's done they're they're Awful. they're dead they're Awful. dead minnesota's on they're all in three and they're on life support they were fraudulent last year yep. and they're just not good this year simple as mm -hmm. that there's a two-horse race in this division between uh, Green Bay and Detroit. Green Bay, to me, is pleasantly you better. Think Green Bay's real. I think their defense is real. Mm. I think they they have a good defense. I think they yeah. can run the ball with Dylan and uh, and Jones. And I think Jordan Love's pretty good. He's not. Is he Tua? No. But you know who he's? He's also not. He's not. He's better than like Baker Mayfield, or he's better than yeah. uh, you know, a lot of these bums around the league. I don't think Jordan loves a bum. I think mm -hmm. they got some decent, decent skill position players. I don't know if green Bay, I still, I like Detroit. That's my point. I think Detroit's going right. to win the division, but I think green Bay's there. It's a two headed. It's a two horse race right now in this division. So as a lions fan, I got to assume you're feeling pretty good. I uh, no, I'm never feeling good. Uh, that, I, think that's, that's the, I think that's the important part. That uh, is true. Literally never feeling good about, uh, about them. I, I just look at, I don't know. Like you said, Green Bay, like, okay, the Saints lost Derek Carr, like what, a quarter, like a quarter and a half into that game. I think it yeah. was, he got hurt. Like, yep. okay. And then they didn't do anything for the entire second half. Like, all right, cool. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I can't buy that. It's a, it's a two horse race with the friggin' Packers. Cause the Packers are not good. Well, so you're saying Detroit is uh, over then. No, 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 because they are very good at stepping on rakes and hitting themselves in the face, <laughs> like, you know, ad nauseum. Like, Jordan Love throwing, like, he finished with 259 for three quarters of that game. That dude couldn't complete any pat. Like, he was like eight mm -hmm. for 18 for like 89 yards. And then the Saints decided to go home. <laughs> like, they just yeah. decided, like, yeah, well, whatever. Who cares? This is, this is over whether we win it or not. Um, just an embarrassing effort out of that terrible squad. Like whatever, they can go chew on one or two. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, like Detroit's played well, but that Seattle game bothers the absolute garbage out, out of me because that's a that's a team that's the team that cost you the playoffs the year before, and it was your home opener, and everybody's juiced up after the Kansas City game, and then you come out and like you know step on your you know step on your dick for. 60 plus minutes because you you came back after you gave up a pick, you know, Goff throws his first interception in, you know, a year and a half and it's a pick six that puts Seattle up by like what, 10, 10 or yeah. 13 or something like that. Like, 
ridiculous. I was like, yep, that's uh, like, that was the moment I was like, yep, that's so lions. There we go. Goff's first pick in forever. And it's a pick six to end the game. And then they come back and tie it and, and lose an overtime with, you know, giving up like a 20 yard run or some shit like that. Like just idiots. Like you're at home guys win by 30 no. against this team. Um, but they're playing green Bay this week. So it's like, of course the Jordan love hype machine just got, got fired up now. Green so Bay. now fucking annoying. So, <laughs> it's a big game. Uh, it, it is. Well, it is. They you have to beat them. Like you're tied with them. You're they're both two and one. I so think they're far and away Detroit's best, biggest competition in that division. Far and away, I think they are. Oh, I think Minnesota's dead. I think I know it's bad division. That, that's all that it tells me is that's you a know, bad division. I was looking at Detroit's schedule near the end of the year, and over their last five games, so let's just assume mm -hmm. they're close with Green Bay or if they're out in front, they play at Dallas, which is of course going to be a tough game, but Besides that, over their last five, they play at Chicago, which is going to be uh, Caleb Williams hunting at that point. Yeah. They are. They are. Them in Denver and Arizona. That's a three-headed race. I can guarantee you that right now. So that's going to be one. So they're playing Denver at home in Detroit. And that's we good. all saw what Denver is. Again, they're another team. I think they're ready to move on from Russ Wilson and pretty much tear it up and start over. And then they play a team that in Minnesota. I just think Minnesota's toast. And they'll be looking to the future. And they don't play them once. They play them twice. So they got two against Minnesota, Denver, and Chicago over their last five alongside the, the road game in Dallas. So Detroit's going to be in the mix. If they got like that eight wins, seven, eight wins going in those last five games, they're getting to 11. Absolutely getting no less than 11. Um, that dude, I, I just, I like them, man. I, I really like this team. Jared Goff's just got to be okay. And Jameson yeah. Williams coming back in two weeks. I love that dude as a player anyway. He's a yeah. great player, man. He's going to make that offense better. That's going to make their offense a lot more interesting because you're going to see a lot of like the jet sweep stuff coming out with him and like the the kind of gad the goofy gadget plays that Detroit's got sprinkled all through their play their playbook. I mean, hell, the Seattle game, they busted out the old Tecmo Super Bowl flea flicker. That somehow worked, which I don't understand how that even worked because yeah. the dude, dude was just wide open going down the field. But, um, but I mean, like they do goofy shit like that. Like they just have like dumb plays like that all through the playbook, and it's just every now and again Campbell's like, "Yeah, oh, let's give him the old razzle dazzle. Let's do this dumb thing," and then it works, and they get you know thirty yards out of it or something like that. But, yeah. um, and I say that with love. That's not me being critical. I'm just kind of like, yeah, do do cool shit. That's what that's what I, that's what the Lions need to be to me. Do be the team. Be the team that does cool shit and wins games. Just the uh, you know, the winning games part has been hard to do, but um, but yeah, it, it, things are set up right for them. Like, let's put it that way. Like Green Bay, Green Bay's fake as hell, and I hate them. I just, but I, I was I said this to you over the summer. Everybody's like, oh, love's gonna stink and blah blah blah. And I was like, dude, dude, I watched Aaron Rodgers sit behind Favre for like you know eight hundred years, and then everybody's like, oh, well, he can't be that good, right? And then immediately like wins an MVP or whatever. And then, you know, the Lions are the team that made Brett Favre, Brett Favre history become a thing because of the goddamn playoffs and letting him throw complete passes to Sterling Sharp for, you know, for, you know, for his entire career. And then the playoff game where they just let Favre have a comeback at the Silver Dome. And yeah, it's just, I've seen it too much, man. Like there's too much scarred history where it should be scabbed over, but it's just, it's constant open wounds. Nothing ever heals.
I think you're looking at it skewed because of the history of, of your team and you know, the disappointments. <laughs> Let me end this podcast. It's, I'm gonna get, I, I, it's fair. <laughs> Trust me. You're talking to a guy who's followed Buffalo sports his whole you life. If anybody, if anyone knows failures, it's uh, the <laughs> Buffalo sports fans. Trust me. At least Sabres and Bills. Anyway, right. I'm going to end this with a, with a, a prediction, a hot take, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So the Detroit Lions have not made the playoffs since 2016. And they've won one playoff game in the last 65 years. I looked this yep. shit up before I had John. They're going to win their division. And they're going to win at least one playoff game. So that drought of only one playoff win in 65 mm-hmm. years, my, my prediction is that's coming to an end this year. They're going to win at least one playoff game this year. They're not beating Frisco or Philly, though. But they're going to win at least one playoff game. That's my prediction. The Detroit Lions are going to be in the playoffs and they're going to win at least one playoff game. See, see, I mean, you put it in that frame of mind where it's like they've only won one playoff game in 65 years. Correct. But the last time they won a playoff game was 32 years ago. <laughs> like, that's that's the part that gets lost in this, where it's like, oh, yeah, well, cool. When was that, when was that game? It was like, well. Yeah, I'm making it actually, sound like it could have been seven years ago. Right. <laughs> it's... Right. It was uh, January 5th, 92. So I, I was not yet 13 years old. That was a month before I turned 13. Mm-hmm. I was 12 friggin' years old when they won. Well, you're going to be an adult. Game. You're going to be an adult and you're going to celebrate a playoff victory <laughs> this January. That's my prediction for you. The man. sad part is, is if that were to happen, that would make the rest of the playoffs gravy. But of course, <laughs> they would lose in some disgusting, like awful fashion where I'd just be like, this fucking team god damn it like, i couldn't even be something where i couldn't even enjoy them doing that like if they got got their pants beat off by somebody who was good then i'd be like all right well whatever they like you know they lost to washington that year when they when they beat dallas they lost to washington in the nfc title game that year that washington team was out of control which i mean unfortunately bills fans knew was an out of control good team they got to see them in the super bowl that year but like I mean, Jesus, they could, you couldn't stop Ricky Sanders for anything. You couldn't stop anybody for anything on that Washington team. They were just too damn good. But like, you know, but at least they beat the Cowboys. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> they, they beat the pants off the Cowboys, thirty-eight to six. Man, it was awesome. I said, Joe, on a and down a little rabbit hole there yeah. uh, at the end. Make sure you give him a follow at Joe Yerdon on Twitter, and of course, check out NotedHockey.com. Again, just five bucks a month, man. Can't go wrong. Great coverage. Uh, Joseph also very interactive on Twitter. Like if you tweet at him, he'll, he'll get back to you. Unless you say some stupid shit, then he probably won't. Yeah, I probably won't. I probably won't interact <laughs> with you then. <laughs> it, was good to ha- it, was gra- it was great to have you on again. Seriously, man. And um, now that hockey season's back, obviously not every week. Plus, by the way, I should have plugged. I, un- I forgot about this. You know, maintenance day too. Joe Yurden and Lance Lozowski, you do so much shit now, I forget about some of it. <laughs> they have a podcast, Maintenance Day, a straight hockey savers podcast mm-hmm. that's dropped pretty much weekly. So make sure you go check that out. You, those guys really deep dive and get into stuff more. Whereas when it's you and I, I got to throw some topics. You give me some takes, but we're bouncing around all over the place. Oh, yeah. Good hockey podcast, Maintenance Day. So actually go check that out. And again, with the season starting, when you get time, we'll, we'll hook up again every now and then. Yeah. Hopefully more often than every two months, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it was great to have you, on, buddy. I appreciate you, man. Always good, always a good time to be with you, Pat. It's yeah, it's been a while, but it was uh, it was a good time. 